Welcome to Alphabet Flight and Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where me, or Art, and a guest go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. My name's Perry, and with me this week, they put the B in Beast because they do be Art. Hi. You know what? I do be being. You do uh, be. <laughs> you do be. That's, you know, if, that's, if there's one thing I do be be being, <laughs> it's being. <laughs> wow. What a solid start to the first time I've ever hosted this podcast. Uh, so, yes, if you are listening and you are slightly confused, that is because I I am I, I don't know if we really touched on this last time, but I will be doing hosting duties from time to time for Alphabet Flight. Uh, and I'm I'm pretty daggum excited about it. I, I got to be honest with you, because uh, I've I've been in the passenger seat for a while. Uh, and I but here's the thing. I don't have complete creative control because Art still has that daggone uh, soundboard. Yeah, uh, I do. But, but I want to test it out real quick um, because I I at the last time that we recorded, there was a, a running theme uh, about Nazis. And I don't think I made my point particularly clear. Um, Nazis be bad. My Nazis- resolution? Airstrike. Bomb them. Bomb them. Keep bombing them. Bomb them again and again. Thank you, Janine Pirro. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a it, that is an unforgettable voice if I've ever heard one. No, no, it's a good it's a good soundbite. Honestly, I, I mean, hey, it's a it's a good soundbite. I never, in the context of what I am currently talking about, I'm going to say I never thought that I would agree with Janine Pirro, uh, <laughs> but I have now, in fact done just that uh, yeah in this uh, particular one context everything else basically i don't agree with her on and she needs to shut up and yeah get a get a life and is yeah. she this is she disbarred is she disbarred I, I or is she just she just decided to go the the talking head route meaning uh, she I wanted would, to become david byrne <laughs> uh, i think she's just a talk i think she's i think she's david byrne what, no. am, I, what am i doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's a fun fact. Here, this is the kind of investigative reporting you can't find anywhere else other than Alphabet Flight. Fun fact, David Byrne has actually been dead since 1994, and it's been Janine Pirro parading around in his skin suit ever since. That's why uh, this this is a lost reference. Yeah, that's why she wears like, really big suits that don't really fit. Big. Yeah, it, yeah, oh. exactly. Yeah. yeah, anyway, let's move on. Uh, She's this- also accusing people not of being her wife all the time. <laughs> okay. Or or in her beautiful house. Anyway, today we are talking about Beast, Mr. Henry Philip Hank McCoy, uh, whose first appearance was in X-Men Volume 1, Issue 1, one of the coolest first issue covers of all time. Uh, I would say at the very least, one of the most memorable uh, in particular. Uh, in, I will say, opinion. personally... Because first off, you know, this is a whole, you know, Stan, uh, Stan Jack, uh, mm-hmm. you know, their couple names, Stan Jack, 
Uh, that's just their two names put together. That's not. <laughs> well, that's also what a couple names are. Uh, we can put them together. Why don't we just call them Stack then? Stack or or Jan? You could do that. Jan Jan Lurby. Jan Lurby. Yeah, it's Jan Lurby. Okay, there but there we go. <laughs> but I will say, uh, first off, iconic cover. Uh, I love the. Uh, I love Snowman, Iceman. I love it. It's so. Um, it's such a, a lost version of that character that I um I I love him as well. I and I think one of my I, the the reason that I have really any kind of genuine I uh, I love for for this version of Iceman is from uh the Alex Ross uh, Marvels story um yeah. where he, he took all the classic uh. Marvel characters and basically redrew them the way that they looked in their first appearance, uh, you know, throughout the sixties, fifties and sixties, I guess even back to the forties with the original human torch. Doesn't matter. Anyway, um, little bit of, uh, cover text as well. The X-Men in the sensational fantastic four style. Don't miss this fabulous first issue. X-Men versus Magneto earth's most powerful super villain. 12 cents a pop. What's that today like? Okay. You know, $35? Uh, it's probably like five something, five dollars something. I don't know. I, I will say, uh, I do love this version of the X-Men title art so much, and I want them to bring it back. The little the little X with the little spikies on it. And I want them to bring back the strangest superheroes of all a thing. Ooh. Also, look at that cover box. Look how they drew they drew Slim like a little weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, I will say, I will say, um, by oh, by the way, I'm, pl- I'm if you want to see the way, if you want to see the cover, which you already probably know the cover, but if you want to see the cover, go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram. There okay. you go. But I want to say that for the longest time, I thought uh, Angel had like a bazooka, but it's really just, it's just like a piece of metal being thrown at him by Magneto. Oh, but he's it looks catching like he has a bazooka. Something. Yeah, it looks like he has a bazooka, right? Okay. Um. Yeah. Why? Yeah, you're right. But then that raises another question: Why isn't Magneto just controlling the weird mechanical rope grappling hook thing? That where's that holding? Beast okay. Is where- from? <laughs> also, I want to point out that the thing that has the most details is Beast's feet. Oh, I hate it. Uh, yeah you know i just i just don't like i'm online long enough and i my despising of like uh people who are are feet guys not me uh, make makes me realize man they would like this i hate it oh yeah it's the worst but anyway but but yeah it's it's an iconic cover on a scale on a scale of uh one to x uh what would you give this cover uh i would give it i would give it a six okay yeah i really backed myself into a corner with that joke i don't uh, know let's well, talk a little still bit. means 10 yeah i know so, that's like this a thing yeah you could have done you could have done <laughs> vi it's fine um yeah. <laughs> so hank is the son of norton mccoy oh who you didn't exposed. go over the stat oh yeah you're right uh, the, the, the beginning part also known as creature or mutate 666 or hanko <laughs> what okay who who not nah, me me i i came up with the nickname 
Uh, I mean, I mean, you should also know him as war criminal, but you know. Hey, we'll get to that. Uh, yeah. Identity is publicly known. Occupation is adventurer, biochemist, former college lecturer, researcher, professional wrestler, and student. Place of birth: Dunphy, Illinois. U.S. citizen, known relatives: Edna McCoy, mother; Norton McCoy, father; Sadie McCoy, grandmother; and Robert McCoy, great uncle. Got to get that great McCoy, or excuse me, great uncle uh, factoid in there as well. Group affiliation. X-Men, Initiative, Avengers. He's an inactive member as of this printing. Formerly Queen's Vengeance, X-Factor slash X-Terminators, Defenders, and Rejects. He's got a PhD in biochem, college degree from Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters. They're doing college degrees now at, at uh, old, old X, X-Mansion? Crazy. Uh, I, mean, I thought it was like a high why school. Why not? Whatever. That's fine. Why not? Yeah. Okay, now that I've, I've gotten the, the thing out of the way, uh, as we said, Hank was the son of Norton and Edna McCoy. Norton was uh, a nuclear power plant worker who was exposed to a bunch of radiation uh, that affected his genes, which is what caused Hank to mutate. Uh, he showed from birth uh, signs of being different, specifically in the unusually large hands and feet. And he actually has had the nickname Beast since he was a kid, which I imagine he definitely loves having that nickname uh as an adult really glad that that followed him all the way into being uh, okay. a blue furry quick man question. sure quick question uh is it isn't like beast supposed to be a good good name for like a kid to have a boy to have anyway i like, mean i it, know it, so it, many people who would be like yeah beast look at that beast <laughs> yeah but uh, that's also like a new colloquialism i mean you know this was originally the 60s so, you know, they call you they call you anything back in the 60s and it could sound derogatory. I mean, they could call you a uh, a hey, hey, tomato like look at tomato over here. He's he's so such a dummy, Mr. Tomato. You know, you know what I mean? It, you just got to say it in the right context. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, so Hank wound up playing on the football team thanks to his more pronounced features. Uh, during one game, he was easily stopped, uh, or excuse me, he easily stopped a trio of robbers who were trying to escape across the football field, uh, and this got him noticed by the super criminal conquistador who kidnapped Hank's parents in an effort to coerce the young mutant into working for him, but of course, the X-Men intervened, and uh, Charles Xavier invited Hank to join the X-Men and enroll in the School for Gifted Youngsters. Uh, join me and be my child soldier join me I'm I'm definitely not influencing you with my mind right now um, because you don't know who I am yet in this in the context of this story I'm definitely not perving on this 15 year old woman girl right now (laughs) hello Gene (laughs) come here Gene Uh, Xavier sucks I want to examine your brain Gene uh, anyway, so um, he Hank accepted, uh, and Xavier eliminated certain memories of Hank uh, from the people in Hank's hometown, including his best friend Jennifer, uh, which just all kinds of wonderful. You know, that just seems uh, to be his go-to. It's like, oh, well, you, you just don't know anything now. Stop it. Yeah. Stop, stop um, knowing things. She had to have her memories repressed entirely of Hank, uh, which ended their friendship. As an X-Man, Hank fought menaces such as Magneto and his Brotherhood of the Evil Mutants, 
the Juggernaut, the Sentinels, Factor 3, and others alongside fellow X-Men founders, Cyclops, blah, blah, blah. You know the founders. You know them, right? Yeah. Cool. Laser Boy, Wing, Wingy, Snow, and Underage Crush. Um, yep. After encountering a group of mutant haters, Hank briefly quit the X-Men and worked as a professional wrestler. However, one of his opponents was fellow mutant Unus the Untouchable. Unus? Unus? Unus. When Unus joined Magneto's Un- Brotherhood... Unus? Unus. Oh, huh, sorry. Hey, uh, when it's Unus Gone. Oh, okay. This is his name. Uh, when Unus He's joined Magneto... He cooked I do pizza. I do... I... I... <laughs> My mutant power is making uh, great leaps of logic. Yeah. When Unis joined Magneto's Brotherhood, Hank returned to the X-Men to help defeat them, and Hank later met librarian Vera Cantor, and they began dating. Hank eventually completed his doctoral studies while uh, at the Xavier School for uh, Kidnapped Children. Uh, he also began uh, dating Dr. Carl Maddox, assistant linda, linda donaldson do people really care about hank's dating life yeah they, it actually does matter oh fair enough uh during yeah. one of his experiments hank discovered the hormonal extra extract excuse me that causes genetic mutation and went to inform uh dr maddox of his findings however maddox was secretly plotting with linda an agent of the subversive secret empire to steal top secret government documents and hank took it upon himself to stop maddox uh, to disguise himself, McCoy took the hormonal extract and underwent radical physical changes that enhanced his agility and strength, as well as causing him to grow fangs, pointed ears, and gray fur all over his body, though the fur soon changed to a bluish-black color. And that's the look that we all kind of know Hank McCoy for uh, nowadays, of course, depicted by the wonderful Nicholas Holt and the not-so-wonderful Kelsey Grammer. In... Nicholas Holt, who I think is going to be in two vampire movies this year. Two? What's the second one? I think it's Nosfer- Nosferatu and Renfield. Let me see. Is he going to be in Nosferatu too? It might, I, know that. I might be just completely uh, making that up. Mm. Renfield looks uh, like a great movie. I'm so excited for it. Yeah. Nosferatu. By the way, uh, I'm introducing a new aspect uh, to the show. Uh, it's a, co- a host or co-host who uh, embraces Kentucky heritage and drinks bourbon. Hey. Oh, I, uh, I would, I would, if it didn't mess with my, uh, my brain. So there badly. You go. Yeah. Hey, isn't, exactly. that, isn't that the point? Yeah. Uh, no, he's in two. He's in two. He, who is he in Nosferatu? Is he playing the same character? That would be dope. Uh, well, no, well, well, Redfield. Well, the thing is Nosferatu was a, uh, was a Dracula knockoff. Cause they didn't want to get, it was so, right. It just so, would have been funny if, like, in the same year, two movies about two, dis- like, distinctly different vampires. Yes, I know that they have similarities. But if he wound up having, like, two movies in the same, quote-unquote, sa- uh, like, cinematic universe come out, uh, you know, basically as two different familiars. It's just, it's like, two just really he- weird seasons of television. It's it's like, like how last year we had, like, three... Uh, we had three Pinocchio movies. We have two vampire movies with Nicholas Holt being one of the starring girls. Whatever. That's cool. Wild. Incredible. Yeah. I'm going to watch both. It's the year of Nicholas <laughs> oh, 100%. Holt. 100%. Yeah. For sure. Uh, while Hank also... Uh, oh, let me back up a little bit. I apologize. Uh, he, he was in this state for too long, Hank was, uh, and found out he couldn't return to his original form. 
He tried to hide his mutation with a latex mask, gloves, and a harness, but later learned to accept his new appear- uh, appearance. Excuse me. Uh, he earned his doctorate in genetics and became a world-renowned expert on mutations and evolutionary human biology. Uh, and he joined the Avengers for a little while. Uh, and while he was with the Avengers, he battled people such as the Griffin, Graviton, Super Adaptoid, Count Nefaria, Ultron, uh, Claw, and the Elements of Doom. Uh, da, 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 da. Usually working alongside the Avengers, Beast, Sometimes when Solo or teamed up with heroes like Spider-Man, Wizard, Captain Marvel, the Champions, the Guardians of the Galaxy, Miss Marvel, and Daredevil. He also stayed in touch with the X-Men, aiding the team on occasion, uh, but once, or excuse me, and once fought alongside his old foe Magneto to save the world from Doctor Doom. Uh, he took an early liking to longtime Avengers ally Wonder Man, who later officially joined the team. Uh, that's Simon Williams. Hank helped Simon regain full consciousness after his uh, first return from the dead. First return from the dead, mind you. Yeah, first. Uh, <laughs> remember, first. This happens all the time, multiple times to the same people. Designed a short-lived new costume for Sam, uh, Simon, excuse me, and gradually befriended, befriended rather, the hero, uh, despite or because of their sharply different personalities. Uh, Beast, who is usually pretty happy and outgoing, and Wonder Man, who is broody. Uh, they formed a close, lasting relationship. A friendship rather that endures to this day yeah the 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 old heads aka people who read stuff before the 80s they they really miss this base <laughs> uh after everybody's favorite stretchy boy reed richards of the fantastic four and dr strange failed to cure vera uh strange's ally the son of satan finally restored her to full health Beast subsequently joined did i miss a a leap here uh where did vera come in i'm not seeing her anywhere before that i'm not so, seeing it that's annoying uh no, yeah i'll just skip yeah just skip i think the they thing. just <laughs> i think they just introduced a character they, co- they copied and pasted the wrong thing i think i don't know anyway a little bit further down the road b subsequently joined dr strange's loosely organized defenders team including hank's old ally hellcat uh old old patsy walker there uh, and fought menaces such as the demonic six-fingered hand, Secret Empire, uh, Nebulon, and his wife, Supernalia. Uh, oh my god, I can't wait till we talk about Nebulon, because that the uh, whole thing with Nebulon is so interesting. He's tied up with the, uh, the headmen, which uh, is also another group incredible. I love talking about. <laughs> uh, as uh, Beast kind of got frustrated with the Defenders' loose-knit nature, he began lobbying to make the group a more official team like the Avengers. The eventual result was a formal full-time Defenders roster consisting of Beast, Gargoyle, Valkyrie, and several new recruits. Unstable ex-Avenger Moondragon and Hank's old X-Men teammates Iceman and Angel later joined by sentient Nebula Cloud and Atlantean warrior Andromeda. Uh, the new team fought Secret Empire again. Just can't keep them down, can you? And the Dragon of the Moon. An evil cosmic entity linked to Moondragon who ultimately turned against the team under its influence. Meanwhile, Beast continued to date Vera. That, so that's the missing link. Yeah, she, he, he dates her for a while, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, anyway. Uh, they adopted a dog named Sassafras. Good stuff. Oh, that's, that's cute. I, uh, is it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Uh, it's like giving a... No, nah, that's not a good analogy. Um, 
After a, a, an apparent death of a bunch of defenders, <clears throat> the group disbanded and Hank reunited with the other four original X-Men to form X-Factor, an organization that publicly posed as mutant hunters while secretly working to aid mutants. Shortly after X-Factor's formation, Carl Maddox captured Hank to experiment on him, seeking a cure uh, for, for his son Artie's own mutancy. Uh, however, while the serum Hank was given caused him to revert to his original human appearance, he retained his basic mutant abilities. That's convenient. They just oh, got tired nice. of drawing blue fur. Uh, let's see. Carl died. His son Artie became an X-Factor trainee alongside fellow young uh, mutants, Rusty Collins, Skids, Leech, Boom Boom, and Richter. <laughs> Look, I... all, fine, all fine names on their own, but when you put them in a sentence together like that, it makes them sound like they're garbage pail kids. Yeah, I mean, Boom Boom <laughs> like rocks, but also... Skids, leech. Yeah. Also, also, I don't know if you said Rusty Collins, but boo, Rusty, boo. I did say Rusty Collins. Okay, boo. Uh, during the same period, Beast first met television anchorwoman Trish Tilby, who was investigating X Factor. Uh, when the external mutant apocalypse, uh, eternal, excuse me, rather, mutant apocalypse and his four horsemen attacked New York, the horseman plague infected Beast with a virus that sapped his intellect and increased his strength every time he exerted himself physically. The more Hank used his strength, the stronger he got, but the less intelligent he became. Get strong, wait, wait, go, wait, wait. go dumb. Wait, wait, I want to... Okay, so I don't know if they... I mean, I know kind of what they did with this, but like, if he just like used his regular strength to like pick up like, a, you know, like a gallon of milk. Or like right. pick up all the bags in one sh- uh, grocery bags in one go. Or like, pick did he get up like the... a little bit? How much double did he get? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it has to be like. But what I'm getting from it is that like he he was using his strength a little bit more, but he really only got a little bit stupider because he was still like able enough to save Iceman uh, well, from yeah. oh, did they... infection. Oh, right. You see what I'm saying? Like, it seems like he had more, like, uh, common intelligence than superhuman intelligence, the way that he kind of is. I mean, yeah, but, like, what if he, like, decided to, like, you know, help move someone, like, out of their apartment? Like, would would he get, like, would, you know, how dumb would he get? No, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Like, he can can carry the couch all by himself. Oh, did they they say how he uh, saved Iceman from Infectia? Yeah, he had to get a a a deadly kiss from infection. Yeah. So, uh, do you know how that? Do you know how that works? I, I don't. How that works? Actually. He had to move his face between her, him, uh, her trying to kiss Iceman. Incredible. Yeah. So he basically was just like, nope, nope. <laughs> I'll I'll block the cock anyway. Um. <laughs> so this returned him to his blue furred form and restored his intellect, though his physical strength remained somewhat greater than before. Soon after, Hank and Trish Tilby began seeing each other romantically, though her work uh, often got in the way of their relationship because of the what was going on with X-Factor. Uh, he was briefly, briefly, briefly reunited with Vera, uh, who is now a schoolteacher. Uh, and when Infectious Agent Mesmero tried to use Cantor against Beast, uh, huh? oh, he was briefly reunited with Vera. Okay, I read good. Uh, but Vera helped uh, Beast defeat Mesmero, and parted with Hank on friendly terms. Hank had a more traumatic reunion with his old high school flame, Jennifer Niles, who is now a leading genetics researcher, when her backer, Lieutenant Commander, oh boy, Guillaume Courage? 
Wow. Uh, it tricked her into aiding his world conquest plans using techno-organic technology. Uh, the Beast reawakened Jennifer's memories of him, foiled Courage's plan with reluctant native super criminals, constrictor in the Red Ghost, and used Courage's techno-organic technology to heal Niles. Oh, Niles is in this. I'm glad that you got some time away from uh, Kelsey Grammer. Anyway, uh, after Courage got shot her. Uh, Dr. Niles survived, though she and Hank parted as friends after declaring their long unspoken love for each other. X-Factor disbanded. Beast rejoined the X-Men, uh, and he became the team's resident technological and medical genius, studying everything from advanced alien technology to the mutant-killing legacy virus. Kept dating Trish on and off for a while uh, until she released information on the legacy virus to the public, yes. So, okay. So, so he's blue and furry. Mm-hmm. Does he shed? Like, uh, if he, I, I imagine, because like, okay, like, I'm, I thought you were gonna ask if his dinger was like furry too. Well, it probably is. <laughs> oh, but but like what? But what I'm asking is like, like, let's say you are involved with him and you're, you know, you yeah. share a bed. Like, yeah. d- d- does he shed? Like, do you turn over and then you get some of his hair in your mouth and you're like, does he also like cuddle right up to you in bed? Yeah, wait, wait. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I, he has to, like, curl into a ball and snuggle. <laughs> <laughs> like, he I purred, imagine snuggles with him would be nice, but I, also I at would, the same time, uh, not so much because yeah. he's a war criminal. Yeah. Um, really harping on that war criminal thing. I don't think we've <laughs> even gotten there yet. Um, so, Trish leaked, or excuse me, released the information of Legacy Virus to the public. Uh, which eventually culminated in, uh, because there was a bunch of backlash, in a young mutant getting fatally beaten, uh, for which Hank blamed Trish. Later, Hank was trapped and replaced in the X-Men's ranks by his alternate Earth-295 Age of Apocalypse counterpart, the Dark Beast, and sealed behind a, oh, this is good, sealed behind a brick wall, Hank was nearly about to give up and accept his fate when his water tube broke, the liquid revealing the grooves of a trap door in his cell. Re-energized, Beast broke his restraints and escaped. Hank returned to the X-Men in time to aid them against the powerful psionic, uh, help them against Onslaught. After the battle, Hank met with Trish and apologized for his previous harsh treatment of her. She forgave him, and the pair renewed their relationship. McCoy also kept close ties with the Avengers, particularly Wonder Man. Uh, Wonder Man, excuse me. What a shocker there. He occasionally accompanied the Avengers on missions, though he declined to resume his status as an active member, preferring to remain with the X-Men. Hank did eventually, though, take an extended leave of absence from the X-Men to seek a cure for the legacy virus, which he ultimately discovered, partially thanks to the work of uh, Moira McTaggart, who was dead, apparently at this point. Soon after, Beast joined Storm's team of X-Men in their quest for late mutant seer Destiny's Diaries, almost killed in the team's first battle with the uh, swordsman Vargas, Hank was saved by his teammate Tessa, who used a heretofore unseen power to accelerate his mutation to a new level. Uh, McCoy returned to Xavier's mansion to recuperate and mutated further, becoming bulkier, heavier, and more lion-esque in appearance. Uh, How do you you feel? Sarah? I was I that's exactly what I was about to ask you. No, about. I hate it. I it, hate cat based. He looks so bad. Yeah, it, it, it's not good. I don't mind the the storytelling during this period because this was Grant Morrison, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think those those stories are pretty uh they're pretty interesting, but the the look of him 
at that point. I mean, he's just a cat. He just becomes a cat. Yeah, I just I prefer him. Look, I I just really look don't like, like his look. That that period. I like. Yeah. Um, I remember that was yeah. the era where like I started actually like kind of reading comics for like continuity. Mm-hmm. So like when I picked up like that era of X Men, like the Grant Morrison era, I'm yep. just like I hate the way Beast looks. I could not do it. That that's that's me having a really strong opinion about yeah. a short no, era of Beast. I. I, I agree with you though because it it just strays so far away from what he was what he should look like I feel like yeah. that's subjective though. Well, but, like I I just know. I'd rather him look I'd rather him looks kind of bestial but still mostly like a dude. Yeah, no, I totally I totally agree. Uh, he had to relearn fine motor control over his body, and he once again served as the team's resident scientist as well as an active teacher of dozens of young mutants at the renamed. Xavier Institute of Higher Learning, also known as Zeal. Unable to deal with his latest mutation, Trish called Hank and ended their relationship over the phone, um, as one does. Soon after, he was beaten into a coma by a student possessed by Xavier's malevolent twin, Cassandra Nova, uh, who had actually possessed Xavier's body. I need to take a short break. Lucy's calling me. My bad. We've had Eden issues today. She... They went to Goodwill together, and Eden, as soon as they got there, threw up all over the place. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Anyway, back in. Hank recovered in time to expose Nova's plans, and Cassandra was ultimately... I think I said Cassandra a second ago. I I normally say Cassandra. uh, Was ultimately defeated after uh, Emma Frost was shot while in her diamond form. Hank refused to believe her dead and painstakingly reassembled her shattered forms pieces, which Jean Grey then telekinetically fused back together. Seems convenient. Uh, when Cyclops and Emma took over as headmasters of the Institute, Hank remained as uh, a member of the school's senior staff, also operating as part of Cyclops's restructured X-Men field team. Following the announcement of a cure for mutation developed by Dr. Kavita Rao, Hank considered taking it so he could once again appear human, but his teammate Wolverine talked him out of it. Following the events of M-Day, uh, when most of the world's mutants lost their powers, the remaining mutants, who had banded together as the 198 uh, under government supervision, escaped their confinement. Beast reunited with his uh, surviving original X-Men teammates in an effort to prevent mutant policeman and former X-Men Bishop and the Office of National Emergency Sentinels uh, from recapturing the 198, then subsequently joined with Bishop to help save them. Uh, from the Sentinels commander, General Laser. Uh, after the passing of the Superhuman Registration Act, Hank assisted the Federal 50 States Initiative Program as an advisor. He subsequently learned that M-Day had caused the mutant gene to be erased altogether and became obsessed with finding a cure, working with heroes and villains alike through means ranging from scientific to magical, all without success. Height 5'11", 402 pounds, eyes blue, hair bluish black, originally brown yeah. uh do you want me to go through the abilities thing too uh does he have anything that's interesting because it's mostly just like he's acrobatic uh he can lift up <laughs> to 10 tons yeah nah. he can lift up to 10 tons <laughs> he has agility he- of an ape leap 25 feet also run on all fours at approximately 40 miles an hour <laughs> this is terrifying uh yeah that's hank mccoy yeah yeah so, a uh, little bit, a little bit of trivia questions for you. Okay, well, let me let me do the thing. Also, I'm not going to cheat. <laughs> so, I was wondering how that was going to happen. 
I'm not going to cheat uh, because I have uh, what's that called? Um, morals? No, there we that's go. Wrong. Eh. Whatever. Hey, did you did, did you remember anything I just told you about? Now I have to record one. Uh, okay, here it is. <clears throat> I gave you three nicknames for Hank under aliases. What was the third one? Hanko. Yay. <laughs> It's hard to forget. Somebody's paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll do two more. What was Hank's mother's name? Now, I'll, the only mom name I can think of is Martha uh, for some reason. So, uh, Martha. Why did you say that name? <laughs> I don't know. Every time I think of for some reason, because I'm done, I can't. I can't. Batman uh, be Superman, but they're Valley Girls. Why did you say that name? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mildred. Uh, it was Edna. See, I got old name. It was old name, though. Yeah, it was old name for sure. So. Um, after M Day, how many remaining mutants were there? Oh, this is easy. 198. Cool. There you go. Yeah. Um, well, that about does it for this week's episode, or today's episode, rather. I'm used to being on a weekly schedule, so if I slip up there on occasion, I apologize. Uh, If you want to follow the show, it's out at Alphabet Flight. At Alphabet Flight. There we go. Uh, If you want to follow me, I am at my bourbon pod or at PRitter1792. You can follow the podcast, all that good stuff. Uh, Check out. uh, There's a Patreon, right? Yeah, there's a Patreon. Yeah, patreon.com slash Alphabet Flight. There you go. Support the show. Links in the description. Uh, that about does it. I think we'll see you guys next time. Until then, may Conchu guide and protect you in all your earthly endeavors. Night travels. Whatever. Get out of here. Yeah, bye. Whatever. Whatever.